0: so jesus one day was uh walking between an area called samaria and galilee and as he was walking around a group of 10 men came up to him and these 10 men all had uh something called leprosy and leprosy is the skin disease that, that attacks your skin attacks your body to, to the point where your skin falls off and um it's it's Something we're not familiar with at all in our world, but it actually still exists in parts of Asia and Africa today. And the reason that these ten men were together is because they've been outcasts. They've been um, um, banned from their, their families, from society. They were deemed unclean. And so um, these men came up, and, and they stood at a distance because they couldn't draw near Jesus. They couldn't touch him um, because of their leprosy. It's contagious. Um, These men stood at a distance and called out to Jesus, and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Because obviously they'd heard that this Jesus could heal, that he had healed the blind, he'd healed the sick, and yes, he'd even healed the leper. So these ten men called at a distance, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And um, Jesus said to them, Go show yourself to the priest meaning go to jerusalem go to the priest and show yourself there and, and we don't know how but some how, somewhere along the line either on the way there or after they showed themselves to the priest they were healed and then the text says that one of them when he saw that he was healed came back praising god in a loud voice and he threw himself at the feet of jesus and thanked him He's so, you know, obviously he's healed. He's like, I, I got to go thank this man who just healed me. And Jesus is like, Well, so where's the other nine? <laughs> Are there nine that, or ten that I healed? But only one came back. And he says, Rise and go. Your faith has healed you. And the man gets up and leaves. Ten men were healed. But in this account, only one of them returned to thank Jesus. Ten lepers uh, benefited from what Jesus had done, but only one came back to actually thank him for it. And no doubt a story like this seems awfully distant and maybe obscure because we don't deal with leprosy. We, you know, like the idea of healings may be a little bit distant to us in our modern world, but I do believe that there's a parallel that we can draw from this. It's simply this. I believe that everybody here, everybody who lives, everybody who's ever lived, will enjoy what God has made. But only some of us will give Him glory for it. You know, I I believe that everybody will enjoy what God has made, but only some will give Him what the credit He is due for making it. And what's cool is God is so loving and He's so patient with us, it's not like only, those who, you know, like only those who give thanks to him and only those who are, you know, just like the lepers, like all of them were healed, but only one of them thanked them, thanked Jesus. It's not like if we don't thank him for it, we stop ceasing to enjoy the things that he's created. He loves us. He's gracious to us. And he allows everybody, whether they believe in him or not, to enjoy, I mean, just look out these windows for crying out loud, to enjoy him that, even though we might not ever pursue enjoying him. So the question is, is not whether we will enjoy what he's made, it's whether you and I will give him the glory he deserves. Today's sermon is brought to you by the word worship. That's what we're going to talk about for the next 30, 40 minutes. And, and I, have to, I have to say, I have to apologize for the sermon a little bit. It's not as tight, as clean as I like my sermons to be. It's a little scattered. And this, if you know me, this, you know this happens from time to time. When I get to talk about something I'm really passionate about, something I'm really excited about, I don't know where to start. And so I just talk about a lot of different things. And so you just have to bear with me, because like, honestly, like if this is your first time here, I feel like my sermons, on average, are a little clearer than this one will be so i apologize in advance i usually like to have a big idea i'll usually like to focus on like one verse and today we're going to look at like five <laughs> i might have five big ideas too um but here's the thing we're, we're in this series called the pantry and we've been looking for the last few weeks about this idea that we can connect with god in such a way that we are nourished by him That we can pick up what we call his word the bible and read that, and even though it was written you know, anywhere from two to 4,000 years ago, we, we can read it in such a way that, my goodness, that's speaking to me right now. Um, we, can, we, can, uh, we talked about prayer a couple weeks ago. Um, we can pray in such a way that we, we can ask God, and, and through prayer we can actually see as He sees, and that can be a very nourishing thing. We talk about bringing our prayers about our kids, about our jobs, about all the things that concern us. Bring those before the Lord, yes, but then ask the Lord, what, Lord, I want to see these things, how you see them. And when that happens, there's something that happens in our soul. Our soul is nourished from it. And it, we, we use this, like the idea of why. It's like walking into a pantry. There's so many ways that we can do this. There's so many ways that we can connect with God. We can um, um, be nourished in Him. It's kind of like walking into a pantry that's just chucked full of food. Like, what do you want? What do you want to have? You want pasta? Because we got pasta. You want, you want meat? There's meat. You want... Carbs want. I a mean, I'm going to use a lot of carbs, and meat, carbs and meat. Um, you want something sweet, you want something um, healthy, you want, you, what are you in the mood for today? And when you walk into the pantry, all of that's available to us through things like prayer, reading the Word, going to church, and then today, worship. So let's look at this word, worship. Whether or not you use it, this word worship, but it may not be part of your normal vocabulary. Um, honestly, you, it's worship is something that you do. Uh, honestly, I don't even like. I would believe and bear with me here if you wouldn't consider yourself a God uh, follower, God believer, Jesus follower. Honestly, like I, I think that even if you don't use the word worship, all of us worship in a sense because all all worship is means is to bow down or to give yourself to something. The what the definition we're going to work off to today is worship is our way of spending ourselves. See what like whatever like you spend your time, your imagination, your creative energy, your your creativity, your money, that like the things that you use the most, like those that you pour yourself like the, those things you spend yourself on. Those that's what you are worshiping. It's kind of like this. Um, it's almost like in the beginning of life you and I are given a certain amount of coins. And then as we go through our lives, we give our, you know, we spend those coins on, we play games, we like sports, maybe when you're a kid there's a show you like, and there's all these different things, music, and then you get a little older and you start pursuing romance, right? And then you know, romance leads to kids and you spend a lot more on kids. I'm gonna put a lot right there for kids. You know, and then you got career and, tr- and then you travel, and you cook, and you sail a boat, and you paint pictures, and then you die. <laughs> Any questions? Right. <Sorry. laughs> you, you know, like, like and, and you, what's funny is, like, you know what, you know what people are going to talk about at your funeral? They're going to talk about whatever you spent your life on the most. Think about it. I literally was at a funeral two weeks ago today. The dude was really into fountain pens and the color purple. It came up like 15 times, both. Because <laughs> he spent his life, or part of his life, and, the, and he, he was an awesome dude, and he spent his life in little, really cool stuff people, family, God. But there, you know, whatever you love in life, people will talk about in your death. Because that's what you spent yourself on. What do you, you delight in? That's that's what uh, today I would I would say maybe, you, but the in the Christian world we would say that's what you worship. That's what you spend yourself on. And and here's the thing, we are creatures that can't help, but spend ourselves on something. Like we, it's just what we do. It's not like we can hoard that. We just go through life and we our, our life grabs our attention. Hobbies grab you know they like we, we we they find our affection. People, there's all sorts of different ways we can spend ourselves. What you spend yourself on, that is what you worship. That, my notes are over here. I get excited and then I lose my spot. It's like every week right now. Um, as Christians, we believe that God, like, like we can enjoy life, but truly, ultimately, God is the only Thing, the only person that's worth our, our glory our attention and our worship and, and here 's what this doesn't mean it doesn't mean you don't have kids you don't love your your spouse you don't you know you don't have affection for delight in other things it just means that ultimately the 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 you, you enjoy, I forget what this one was, but you enjoy that thing, you enjoy that activity, and you, it, ultimately, your aim at the end is not the activity, but it's God. Right? And you'd enjoy your kids, but, but you enjoy your kids, but you, you enjoy God. And all of it gets poured you know, through these things into God. All of our affection, all of our praise, all of our glory ends up in God. And you're like, okay, yeah, pastor, this is great. You, you know, you you work one day a week and then you get to just pray the rest of the the six days right like that's what honestly this is we said this a lot we said this a lot in this series this the series of the pantry we talk about this it's simpler than you think and you're closer than you think when it comes to prayer when it comes to understanding things from scripture and i believe worship's the same you're a lot closer to this than you think it's simpler than you think and the reason i'm able to say that is because i believe like, honestly, if you've ever bought a gift for somebody, thrown a party, or fallen in love with somebody, you know what it's like to, to use simple things in life to, to show them the affection. For instance, when you buy a gift or make a gift, uh, you use what you have budgeted. With, you're like, okay, what would this $10 or $100 or whatever it is, what would my, you know, if I can make something, what would, can I make that's going to give them the most amount of joy? And in that moment, the, 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 the focus is not on the thing, right? Who is it on? It's the person. You see how that translates here? Likewise, when you, when you throw a party for a friend, when, if it's for them, you're thinking about what kind of cake do they like, what colors, what activities, what drinks, what games. Not because those are the point, right? The point of those, those are means and the end is them I think the best example is when you fall in love you know you ask a girl out on a date hey do you want to go to a movie it's like a code it's not you know like like it's buddy the elf like you know food eat food like it's not about the movie it's about her for crying out loud I just want to be with her and maybe she'll sit next to me during the movie maybe our hands will like you know you know like, like that's what it's about right and the same thing, the same thing, like if she goes on a second date with you, like let's say, guys, you're going to make dinner for her, game on, right? And all of a sudden that night becomes about capers and arugula, you don't even know what arugula is, you have to look it up. All these other fancy things, right? Not because you want fancy things, but because you want to impress her. You want to make her feel great. You see how that food movies all of these things are meant to be enjoyed but they're meant to be enjoyed to bring us closer to a person there there are ways like our kids nature we, we can love god and worship him as the ultimate object the object isn't of our affection isn't the thing it's him that's all worship is and that's what i'm saying is you know, do you ever like this word worship, what does it mean? Like, is it singing songs? We'll talk about that in a second. There's lots of ways we can do it, and you're closer than you think. All it, all it is is to worship God in every area of life is just to to aim your your praise, your affection through that I object to Him. See, the, the worshiper asked, simply just asks this question all the time. How spend this, whatever this is, in a way that makes God become the main character? Just like you would when you're on a date. It's not about the movie, it's about her. So when you're out and about, how how can I use this? How can I spend this in such a way that God becomes the main character? How can I work in such a way that he's the main character. How can I spend my money? How can I use my free time? How can how can I parent? How can I make whatever? And listen, if you have written off Christianity or you've resisted faith in the past because it's like a club or religion, or maybe you like you see it as a crutch or just simply a moral code, I want you to know this is the basis we talked about it the first week that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. That's it. Yes, there's rules. Yes, because those rules will protect us. Yes, there's a, I guess this is kind of a club. Like, yeah, there's aspects of that to our faith. But ultimately, in the end, the best expression of our faith is just simply to glorify Him, you can almost say by enjoying Him forever. It's just enjoying God, it's, it's, and honestly, like Christianity, its heart is, not, is less about you doing good things. And it's definitely not about you doing good things so that God loves you more. He can't love you more. And by the way, like, if you do that route, that won't help your cause. <laughs> it's about enjoying Him, not because we have to, but because I believe we were designed to. We, we, we should give Him the glory not because He needs it. I mean, come on. But because He's the only one that deserves it ultimately. What I'd like to do for the rest of our time together today is unpack three different areas or different ways that we can worship and bring glory to God. No, this is not comprehensive. There's so much more. I, I could have made this sermon two hours long. I didn't you can thank me later um, but we, we worship we can worship God in so many different ways how many of you en- enjoy being out in nature and looking out on, on I, I heard I don't wake up early but I heard the sunset was incredible this morning how many of you like like some of you are coming from down the hill and just when you, you're driving up I-70 and you get to that overlook the buffalo overlook and the continental divide is just staring at you like welcome. You know? <laughs> I, we, when I was in college, my roommates and I made it a rule that you had to go, you had to see that view at least once a week. And if you didn't, you were failing in life. Because <laughs> it's so enjoyable. Think I want, think about this for a second, because it's universal. If you've been to Yellowstone, if you've been to, to the Grand Canyon, let's talk about the Grand Canyon for a second here. It's a giant hole in the ground. And people go there, they travel. If you've ever been there, you know it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. There's nothing around there. And people drive, they, like, where is this? I don't know, I'm going. They put, plug it in on the map and they go. And when you're there, how many languages do you hear at those parks? So many, Right. People are coming from around the world. It costs them money to go look at a hole in the ground that makes them feel small. Why? I mean, but, but really, why does that get us going? Why does that make you feel alive? Have you ever thought about that? I have, I have a, a, a theory. It's because we were made to enjoy it. We were made to feel small, we were made to be put in our place in the universe to be like, this is so huge, this is so mind-boggling how old it is, how how it was formed, I, I, there's just something about that, and that is an inkling of worship, we were made to gawk, (laughs) we were made to feel small, we were made for awesome, and I don't mean like, Hey, we're made for awesome, bro. You know, like, not like that. I'm talking, we were made to be in awe. We were made, like, like, it's just in us to enjoy that. And here's the thing. If you enjoyed nature, the way that you can uh, increase that worship or turn that into worship is when you're out there enjoying that is don't just enjoy the art. Make sure you're enjoying the artist. It's really simple actually anytime you see something that's just awe-inspiring you say wow that is phenomenal art thank you artist wow thank you for that sunset thank you thank you for the the, the fact that the plastic slides on snow in such a way that just makes me feel like I'm flying thank you Lord and you turn it you put it in here, and you turn it back to Him. And that's how you worship through nature. Honestly, I was thinking about this week. I've, I could have taken this in so many directions. It's kind of like, like seeing the painting with the artist right next to you. It's kind of like going to see your ba- favorite band and getting backstage passes, you know? Like it's this inside look into who God is, planet Earth, I could go on and on and on, like all those crazy things that happen on planet Earth, with like, like snow leopards and cheetahs and all sorts of fun things that kill things. Like I don't know why we get out. like we love that. I found this verse this week out of Job, and there's so many verses I could use that that incorporate nature, like the heavens declare the glory of God, and the mountains, trees clap their hands, and all those cool verses. This one just is my personal favorite one this week comes from the book of Job 37. It says this, God's thunders in marvelous ways. He's talking about like through, through nature. He does great things beyond our understanding, right? Have you ever looked out in the stars and be like, ha, yeah, I don't get that. He says to the snow, this is for this week, right? Fall from the fall on the earth and to the rain shower be a mighty downpour why why does god do all this so that everyone he has made may know his work (laughs) making himself known with every sunset with every snowfall so the next time you're at the buffalo overlook or you take that that breath of fresh air that smell of the pines that's in the air You watch snow sweep across the meadow. Lift your eyes a little bit higher and worship Him. Enjoy Him. As we can worship Him through nature. We can also, another way we can worship Him is we can worship Him through action. We can worship Him by the things that we do. The things that we get to do and the things that we have to do. We can, we can enjoy him, we can worship him. All of us have felt that rush in life of, of you know, being accomplished at something, getting better at something, a musical instrument or a sport, right? I was on a hike the other night with a guy, a friend of mine, I was like, dude, what makes you good at your job? He's like, honestly, I think what it comes down to, or what, I asked him, what do, you, what do you enjoy in your job? And he's like, honestly, I really like fixing problems. He's a really good troubleshooter. And he gets like, it's like a high, like that, and, and, and we can worship him that way. Like anytime you enjoy something that you maybe it's unique to you or extremely unique to you. Thank him for that. Lord, thank you for making me that way. Worship him through that. One of my favorite quotes is from a guy named Eric Little, who was a Scottish Olympic gold medalist from 1924. Um... And he says this, I believe God made me for a purpose. But I also believe he made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Mm. What is it that makes you feel his pleasure? Do you know that he enjoys that? The fact that you're enjoying that? Turn that back towards him that worshiping him through actions, through the things we get to do the things we want to do on the flip side what about the things we don't want to do there's a, a great deal that's written about this too we can bring him worship and bring him glory in this are you are you apprehensive about your day like tomorrow morning when you wake up Monday morning you have to go to whatever you go to and you don't want to go would you be willing to commit that day to him? Lord, I, I, I commit this day to you as, I, I, as a form of worship. There's a guy, I forget what century he was from, but he was a, he was a monk, a Christian monk. His name's Brother Lawrence. And Brother Lawrence became a Christian later in life, and because of that, the other monks were not all that nice to him. They kind of treated him like a second-rate monk and put him in the kitchen about that he was like oh come on guys like he couldn't get out of the kitchen and then finally one day something broke and he started loving washing dishes and he wrote a book called practicing the presence of God and literally, this guy never, ever got a promotion out of that kitchen. He was in that kitchen for the rest of his life. But he washed dishes in such a way, and he had an attitude that people started to notice it. Not only did people start to notice it, he started to write uh, letters to other folks. And, and literally, what would happen in the monasteries, all these, these high, you know, high monks, they'd be like, I don't want to talk with you. Where's the kitchen? Because I want to go hang out with Brother Lawrence. And he washed dishes in such a way that it brought glory to god and it was joy to do every day i wish i could learn that i hate to clean i I wish i had that he wrote this and we'll put this on the board because it's a little bit wordy It's, it's old we ought not to be weary of doing little things for the love of god who regards not the greatness of the work but the love in which it is performed. So this is the job you don't like. And do it for him. And do it for Glory. Yeah, yeah. you might think it's like, yeah, but all I do is, whatever, fill in the blank. We, we, we can get disgruntled about just about anything, right? All I do is make this. All I do is serve this. Put all that aside and just do it for Him. And worship. And watch Him transform your day. Watch yourself be nourished by your work that you hated yesterday. (laughs) But today is different because you're doing it differently. You're doing it for Him. You're doing it as a form of worship. Do you know that that could be worship? We can worship Him through our action. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that that great to know? So whether you eat or drink, this is 1 Corinthians 10.31, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. He gives us permission to do so. I have to remind myself of this all the time. It was a couple years ago when we were right in the thick of little itty-bitty kids. And... I was preaching or I was doing Young Life at the time and, and Christy was working full-time, so I was the primary like, household manager. It was a disaster. But there were days when I was like, I, I had to remind myself I had lots to do with like, church or Young Life or whatever, but then I had this responsibility at home and I had to remind myself that cleaning the dishes was just as important as preaching a sermon. That in God's eyes, there was no difference. Because in God's eyes, it's, it's work that we can do for him. It's just as important for me to care for my family. It's just as important for you to care for the people around you. It's, it's students, it's just as important. You, you don't need to know why it's important, and maybe it never will be what you're studying right now. But whether you eat or drink, or study chemistry, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. We can worship Him through our action. Here's the last one I want to look at today. Is worshiping Him through song. This is the one, I, I thought about starting with this one, because when we say if you grew up in church, you probably, whenever you think of the word worship, you think of singing songs, or you think of something like this, what we're doing. Which is true. This is a worship service. Um, worshiping through song is one of the forms of worship. There's obviously many, but music is so powerful. I mean, that's another universal thing. Just like, just like nature is music. Like you, you can't go to a culture that doesn't have music. You can't find a person who doesn't enjoy some type of music. It's super powerful. And to quote the illustrious Jack Black, one great rock concert can change the world. <laughs> School of Rock. Like, but I, likewise, I believe that one great worship session, one great worship service can change our lives. And some of you have experienced that, right? Like some of you have experienced the power of man, it was just one hour. But what happened in that hour as I was singing these songs and singing these words with people around me changed me. That's worship. And I was thinking about it this week, and it was good good for me, because I've always loved church, and sometimes I love church, I'm like, why do I love church so much? And I I realize it's because what we're doing right now is so unique, is so special, And, and by the way, do you know it's like illegal in a lot of parts of the world? Like people die trying to do what we're doing right now, and you're like, do I want to go to this church this morning, this church, or this church this morning? Do I want small, medium, or large? You know, like you have different flavors, and... It's like Baskin-Robbins, not so in other parts of the world. But when we come together like this, I want you to know what kind of happens behind the scenes for a worship service. We, we pray for you guys all week. We think about you, we, we mention you by name, it's kind of creepy actually. <laughs> like we, we, we care about you. And so when we design these services, One of the things that makes us unique as a church is we design these services for the person who hasn't been to church ever or for like 20 years in mind. Knowing that they might have apprehensions, they might not understand everything that we're talking about. And so we talk about bottom runging concepts. We want to create an experience that's as, as meaningful as possible for as broad an audience as possible. But do you know that every single song is prayed for, thought through? We we think about you know what it's like to enter the church like is it clean you know like is it clear do people know where to go, and then I I pour my heart and soul into this, to to bring something that hopefully is is helpful to you that intersects with your life, and then we try to match the theme with that with the songs, so that in the end like we, we talk about this idea I'm really giving you a, a it's like a tour of Disney right here, but it, it, we try to think of like a worship a good worship service is like one song, where, where your heart does something and moves somewhere throughout the whole time. And we get to do that together. And that's why like, and honestly, this is why we started Colorado Life churches because it's not because Evergreen needed another church. There was lots of great churches in town, but we we're like, we need a different kind of church. And when I talk to people in the community, I, I get this a lot, like, oh, man, like, I love connecting. I, the mountains are my church. And I, there's a part of me that's like, yes, you're absolutely right. And I'm like, but no, you're missing so much. Because there's just something about this time when we come together, when you carve out that time. and it, you, when, when you spend yourself, because this costs you something, like we're at 9 o'clock now, you've got to get wake up earlier. You know, like, like it's spent, it costs you something. You're not right now. You're not cleaning your house. You're not getting ready for the Super Bowl. But in spending yourself, you're bringing glory to God, and we're doing it together, and there's something that's just, there's no substitute for it. There's just nothing for it. And I've seen this change my life so much, and I've seen it change your life so much. And we talk about how it can change so many other people's lives as we go on in the future. Because that's what worship through song does. We sing because we're happy. We sing because we're free. You know, we sing these songs, and they're old songs, and they're these truths. We'll sing some of them today. And in that, it, it, it's, it, there's just something powerful, isn't there, about focusing our hearts on these words in a way with each other that we can't do at home. I was talking with somebody else. There are, we can do this at home, but it's different. We can listen to music. I was talking with a woman this week, and she's like, Man, I just listen to Christian music all the time. And it's like God just goes with me throughout my day. See, that's, that's worship. We worship Him through song. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for his, his surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and the lyre. Do you know why we use all these instruments? It's because it's tells. Praise Him with the timbrel and dancing. I don't dance and I don't know what the trimble is, but you could if you found one. Jake the drummer probably does. Ask him. Praise Him with the strings and pipe. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. That's why we have drums in church. Tim, drum it out. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So, th- th- that's just a few ways that we can worship Him. We can spend ourselves... We can do it with food. We can praise him with laughter. We can worship him with create. I, I thought about oh, like we talk about creating space. You know, like every day, like I'm gonna spend this time just for him, not just enjoying what he's made, but like enjoy, God. I just want to enjoy you. I want to make you the aim of this hour. I even talked. I, I even thought about getting on your case. I literally scrapped a whole page of my sermon notes because it was so like it was such a downer. But like 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 we can praise him through sacrifice, and that's not like you know like bringing your animal and that, no, we can praise him through through giving. Our money, our time, our resources to the point where it's like, all right, I'm going to give this to you, Lord. And I was going to give you all these quotes about Americans only give 3.7% of their income and all of this stuff. Because like, the reality is we spent literally, there's half, half, half of the world, 3 billion people living on $2.50 a day. The average American spends $3 on coffee a day. And I was going to give you all that and be like, worship! you know, But that's just not going to work. But you could, We can. And there's this sense, what's so cool about that, like we can worship, like we should worship, like in a sense we, we don't owe Jesus any, God anything because of Jesus, because of what He do, has done for us, and, but yet because of what He's done for us on the cross, we owe Him everything. And that's the beautiful thing about it. If we don't do this so He loves us more, we do this because we love Him so much. <laughs> and we just offer more and more. And more. My goal for you today is just simply, you know how to do this. My goal today is just to get you to aim a little bit more, to, to worship just a little bit more. And it, I, I really spent a lot of time, this is a funny sermon for me to put together, because like, I'm like really trying to figure out a way to make this come home, and, and really, there, I, I can't think of one. I don't like when it comes to him and the glory he deserves. There's really no way to explain it except for to experience it. And once you do it, you start to say, "I was made for this." When you start reflecting that, like not just enjoying it, but I'm going to enjoy you. There's no like, there's no object lessons. There's no props. There's no funny sayings. And like I was like, I was literally trying to think of like, okay, if worship was an animal, what would it be? (laughs) Like a T-Rex would be super cool. Like it just didn't work. Like I got nothing. Except, it's just as like when you get there, it makes you feel like this is what you were made to do. It's just one of those things when you get caught up in Him, when you get lost in the immensity of God, your soul sings. There's just something nourishing about centering our lives on Him. I think it's extremely fitting that today's the Super Bowl. Because in about when's the Super Bowl start? I'm a big football fan. 4:30. So in whatever, six hours, you're going to you know, like, you know, statistically, like 99 percent of you are going to turn on the TV, and you are going to see one of the clearest forms of what worship is. And honestly, I'm not even here to dog it. Like, 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 I like watching these kind of things, because it, I, I do think it's a step towards us coming to realize what we're made for, and it's, we're made to come into stadiums, stadiums are just places of worship, <laughs> that's all they are, <laughs> concert halls, and we've built them since, since man could put rocks on top of each other, we've made <laughs> these things, because it's made to do it, but today you'll turn on the football game, and you'll watch it kick off, and you watch the teams get all riled up. You'll see the fans. And you're going to see that one guy. You know who I'm talking about. Just that guy that just, like, went all out. Like, he has more pounds of paint on him than body than flesh. And he's screaming, and he's, you know, doing this. When you see that this afternoon, don't you think of me. <laughs> I want you to think about what it means to worship. Because that guy's got it. He's into it. And you can say what you want about that guy, and we won't even talk about the teams. Let's just, in fact, let me just pretend it's 2016 again, so we don't have to, you know. (laughs) You can say what you want about that guy, but he's having a good time. He's losing himself in the moment of honoring and, and bringing his affection and aiming it towards his team. And if his team wins, look out. You know, want you look for that guy, and I want you to ask the question: What does it mean for me to do the same? What does it mean for me to worship God with the same intensity? It doesn't require face paint, although it might. I don't know why not. It probably won't mean that you're, you know, on a camera and people are looking at. But what does it mean for you to enjoy Him? To spend yourself in him, on him. To aim your affections towards him. Because that's what worship is. And if you're you're down and out this morning, if you're just, like, if life has been difficult, this is good for lifting up the soul. This is a nourishing meal to worship him. In fact, some of the most powerful worship experiences I've had was when I was really down and I was able to break through all of that and still give God the glory. I think he likes those times too. It's easy to praise God when things are good. To give him the worship and the praise when things are bad. That'll fill you up. It means a lot to him. What does it mean for you to do the same? Let me pray. Lord, I confess, um, I, this was hard for this week for me to think about because I thought about all of the ways I just I glorify myself. I glorify the things that I enjoy more. And, and my aim is not You. And I confess on, on behalf of my brothers and sisters here this morning, we do that. Our hearts wander from what we're made for and what we're made to do. We would take one step, one big step back towards you and your glory. Nothing's more fulfilling. No one is more worthy. And so as we sing these songs this morning, this first one that's all about your son, from the bottom of our hearts, May we sing them with joy. And we, may we sing them to You. In Your name, Amen.